Well, good morning, folks. Good morning, church. It is great to have everybody here this morning. Just a reminder, if you have your bulletin, let's go ahead and take that out and take a look through that together. If you look on the front, you'll see that our mission as a church, what we strive to do is to glorify God by believing in Jesus, becoming his disciples, and building his kingdom. We try to work that into everything that we do here at Bethany Baptist Church. If you're visiting with us this morning, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for joining us today. If you are visiting or you are a longtime member, I want you to take this little uh, flap that's on the side of your bulletin. I want you to tear it off, okay? Just like that, you tear it off, all right? So this means everybody right now should be tearing the flap off the side of the bulletin. That means everybody's taking out their bulletin and tearing the flap off the side. Terry Wilson, everybody's taking out their bulletin and tearing the flap off the side. April Barton, everybody's tearing it. I'm going to call, keep calling people out. This is a 100% participation thing, all right? Shannon Pugh, everybody taking it out, tearing the side off, all right? There's a lot of great stuff you can put on this card. If you're not getting our emails, you probably don't know what's going on. Put your email address on here. If you're not getting our call-outs, then put your phone number on here. If you'd rather get a text message, you can do that as well. We have great ways of getting in touch with you. Thank you so much. And my favorite part, though, is here on the back, all right? On the back side of this thing, there's a place to fill out a prayer request. And believe it or not, we as ministers get together every week to pray through these prayer requests, okay? It is a privilege and an honor for us. That's not just something that I say to sound good. It really is our honor and our privilege to pray for you and to pray with you. So please let us know how we can do that and put this in the offering plate and let us pray for you. Let us join you as prayer warriors in whatever is going on in your life. If it's celebrating something great, praise God. If it's a struggle or trial you're going through, we want to walk through that with you in prayer, all right? So fill that out. You'll also see the Financial Peace University sign-up is on there. On August the 21st, we're going to incorporate Financial Peace University into our Wednesday night prayer meetings, okay? So we're not having meals until August the 14th, but after August the 14th, we'll have our church-wide meals. Then you can come in here. We'll have a time to share prayer requests and pray together, all right? Not, not in small groups, not asking you to pray out loud. We'll have a couple volunteers to pray, and we'll pray together as a church. And then after that time, we'll go through Financial Peace University together. You don't have to listen to me tell you about your finances, all right? We'll have Dave Ramsey live on video, or, or, or it was live when he recorded it. So it, he wasn't dead when he recorded it. So he'll be on the TV screen up there, all right? You can watch him and enjoy that. There's a lot of other great things that are going on around our church. Please take time to look through this bulletin and see what all we have going on. We've got babies being born. We've got kids about to go back to school. And speaking of that, you may recognize that the students are up here. Today is a very special Sunday. About a month ago, our students went to New Camp up in Tennessee. And so this morning, we will get to share in some of the worship that they will lead us in. We will hear testimonies from students and from chaperones that went on the trip. And we will also get to celebrate and worship together through baptism this morning. I would love to read some scripture for us, but before I do, before I get to the scripture, I just want to remind you that if you would like to contribute or help out with the renovations that we have going on around the church, it's these blue envelopes. You can give a one-time gift, or you can make a pledge to give over an extended period of time, but we are trying to add some parking back there. We're going to renovate some things around with our carpet and the paint that's on the walls and some of the other things that really 
drastically need updating. So if you would like to participate in that, just take one of these pledge envelopes, put your gift in there, and drop it in the offering plate. All right, that's all the announcements we've got. That's it. We're done with announcements. Let's focus on the Lord together. Let me pray for us. We'll read scripture, and then the students will lead us. Would you bow with me as we pray? Great God in heaven, this this day is yours. Every day belongs to you, but we set aside Sunday because this is the day that we remember that the grave was empty, that the tomb could no longer contain you, that, Father, you raised Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior, from the dead, and because he lives, we can have life. So regardless of the types of songs that we are singing, regardless of the ways that we are worshiping you or the styles in which we worship, we gather together to bring praise and honor and glory and majesty to your name because you are great and greatly to be praised. And Father, we want to acknowledge your greatness this morning. Lord, if there is anyone here who does not know you, I pray that through the songs that are sung, through the testimonies that are shared, through worship that takes place through baptism, that, Father, you will move on our hearts. Lord, every one of us who are here this morning, we all need to be encouraged. We all need to be convicted of our sin. We need to be challenged, Father. We need to be drawn back into your presence. And so, Lord, we ask that your presence would be here among us. That, Father, we would worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, that we would support our students, Father, as they are learning to lead out in worship. That we would sing with all of our hearts. That we would listen to how you have already been working in their lives. God, we love you and we need to hear from you this morning. So we ask that you would move in power. We ask big things and we expect big things because we know you hear us. We know you're capable. So we wait expectantly for how you will move this morning. We ask all this in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you have your Bible with you this morning, I invite you to take it and turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 6. The book of Romans chapter 6. We'll be reading verses 1 through 11. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 11. And so as we do that, I would encourage you to please stand out of reverence to the public reading of God's holy word if you are so physically able to do that. I will read for us this morning, and once I have finished, if you would respond by saying praise or thanks be to God. Let us look together now at the word of the Lord, Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. What should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin for no one who has died has been set for one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ we believe that we will also live 
with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us take just a few moments and shake everybody's hand and welcome them to this worship service as the student band leads us. Guys, go ahead and make your way back to your seats as we start morning worship.
Hey, I'm Kate Day. This is my third year going to boot camp, and it's by far my favorite week of the year. Being unplugged and surrounded by other brothers and sisters boosts before the new school year. I think most of us can agree that one of our favorite things to do during any free time is to play hacky sack. Um, it's really popular among the other churches that go and not as popular down here, so we've all had to step up our game to be able to compete. Rec was another fun thing. We played a lot of volleyball and kitten ball, which is kind of like a twist on softball. Griffin Kennedy and I were on the same team, and we ended up losing in a close, close game of volleyball in the championship. Um, church share time is the one time during the day that just our church is together after the service. On Tuesday night of church share time, Brother Jerry asked us what our burdens were. We had so many share on what they're going through, and it was some incredibly hard things. It was such an eye-opening experience for many of us because our struggles shouldn't have to wait until new camp to be shared. I had no idea that so many of us, so many of the people I see on Wednesday nights had been going through some hard stuff. I believe that brought to our attention our need to grow closer as a youth group and our lack of willingness to truly confide in one another with the good and bad things. I'm looking forward to seeing how God will work even more in our youth group when we become eager to share our struggles with one another. The message this year was out of Matthew 5 through 7. The third verse of chapter 5 stresses that God blesses us when we're poor in spirit. To me, being poor in spirit means to have an attitude of complete dependence upon the Lord. It's easy to think that I can figure out my problems and I can work things out all by myself, but we really can't do it on our own. Being reminded of our desperate need of a Savior stood out to me a lot. The theme of New Camp this year was called Kingdom Culture, How to Live in This World But Be About Kingdom Works. Matthew 6.33 compiled this together perfectly. It says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Pursuing this daily is a challenge I was reminded of and something we all should take on. Thank you. I, uh, I'm Grant Glisson. Um, I uh, thank you, Mr. Gregg, for asking me to come speak. Um, I'd like to say on behalf of the uh, youth group, uh, thank you, the church, for supporting us so much. To, um, to, uh, with, uh, thank you for, for supporting us to uh, go to New Camp like you did with uh, donations and such. Um, but, uh, yeah, New Camp was by far the highlight of my summer. It was the uh, most fun I can say I've had. It, was, um, it brought me closer to a lot of friends. From the, from the youth group that I uh, I wouldn't normally hang out with, I guess. So, you know, a few of them being people like uh, Colby Barton, Austin Kelly, and Gray Jackson. We talked a lot, you know, in between sessions and, so, and stuff about, um, about you know, la- we laughed a lot. We, talked, we shared stories with each other, and we just got really closer. But we talked a lot about God's grace in our lives. We talked about our, our own testimonies with each other and uh, how hard it is to stay on the narrow path. And... Uh, what I'm trying to say is what I got from New Camp. Um, hang on, I lost my place here. Give me a second. Well, what we got, we, what we got from New Camp was that the narrow path is really hard to stay on, and we um, we let ourselves stray a lot. You know, like a lot of times I see myself straying, and I I watch myself, but I've always been too scared to. It's, it's like something Pastor Nathan said one time about if um, if my thoughts were broadcast. In front of you, all. I don't know if I'd be able to show my face again, because you know we're all such bad sinners. And the thing that 
that is so awesome about God is he, he pursues us. Like he, he knows our sins and he knows what's truly in our hearts and our hearts are so dark, but he, he chases after us. The God of the universe. He created everybody that's ever lived and he's just, he's so good to pursue us and he, and he wants us all. And that's just the coolest thing I, I realized from New Camp. I, uh, I listened to um, Eric, I think his name was. I really hope I got his name right. He, um, he was talking in between uh, songs and worship, which is my favorite part of New Camp, personally. It's, um, the song says, uh, There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how good he's been to me, there's a cross that bears no burden with another died for me. And that just that spoke volumes. That's all I have to say about that. Thank you.
Hey, my name is um, Hudson Kelly, and this is this has been my first year at New Camp, and it was probably one of the best summers I've ever had. Um, <clears throat> I've been looking forward to New Camp for a long time because my older siblings have always been saying how good it is, and I've just always wanted to go. First day that I got there, it was kind of overwhelming because there was like all this stuff getting thrown at me. But once I got into the rhythm of it, it was really awesome, and, and it was way better than I expected it to be, and I loved it. <clears throat> One thing I learned was during New Camp U, Mr. Greg was talking to us about highs and lows. So you're like starting here, and then you go to then you go to New Camp, you're on your New Camp high, and then you go back down, and then you go to D now, you're on that high, and then you go right here, and then your low right here is higher than your first first low, and it shows progress in your um, walk with the Lord. <clears throat> Another thing I learned was during church chair time, we were talking about identities, and I realized mine has not always been in the Lord and that I need to refocus on my identity being in the Lord. <clears throat> the last thing I'll say is a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Bree Leslie. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize because I just have a bullet list and my mind tends to just roam, so just bear with me. But this was my second year going to new camp and it was amazing. I loved it. My first year was a little bit rougher because I really didn't want to go, but my Aunt Carla made me go. And I'm so thankful for that, honestly, because on Wednesday of my last year, I rededicated my life to Christ and now I'm here and I just want to go back to new camp every year of my life. So, but at New Camp, you are put into these rec groups with people from different churches. It's usually mixed up. And this year, I was on a team with Hudson Kelly. We were the Munchos. We won the um, relay race, and it's kind of a big deal, so that really pops to us. But through all that, you make all these new relationships. And I made one friend. His name is Trey Horn, and we text almost every day. We just kind of keep up with each other. He lives in Duquoin, Illinois, and he's great. I, I love him. And we also, during church, the first night of church share time, we did prayer partners. So basically, everyone in our youth group would get a slip of paper with a name, and throughout the week, you would write notes, give candy to this person that you were just praying for every like the entire week when you reveal. It's great. And this year, we focused on Matthew 6:33. It was a big verse, and it is, "But seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." And it was just really, it just kind of hit because if you just seek him, he's going to give you everything that you need and more, probably, whatever he sees you need. And there's a lot more on this list. I'm just going to hit the Beatitudes. I'm going to finish with one other thing. But the Beatitudes, it was, it's set up like, blessed are the ones who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, because they shall be comforted. And blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that's just, it's so comforting to me. Because, you know, you're going through anything. You're mourning, but you're going to be comforted by him. And I'm going to end with something that we did in church share time that Pastor Nathan did. And one big thing was him being our Heavenly Father. So my father's not the best father. I'm going to be real with y'all. But um, the Heavenly Father, he's just, he's there for me. And so he had us sing. I'm not going to make you sing because, you know. But um, we sang, I am who you say I am. Just, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. That's it. Thank you.
Good morning. Uh, I'm Dana Kennedy, and I'm nervous. I'm always nervous when I get up here, but I'm very passionate about this, so hopefully you can see through the nervousness. Um, this year, my entire family got to go to New Camp, which was a complete joy. Dax went with us for the first time, and he was supposed to speak today, but he's not here, so you get me. Um, I kind of wanted to go through a day in the life of New Camp so that those of you who have never been who could see what we do at camp. Um, when we start off in the morning, we get there, and it's the most fun because it's relaxed. They're playing um, songs that you learned when you were a kid. I forget. What's the In the Boat one we did? What is that song? Rock the Boat. Don't rock the boat. So anyway, if you see videos from camp, you'll see kids singing songs that they learned when they were younger. And it's a lot of fun, and, and it's just joyful. And it's um, we cut up, and the kids did... Um, the church clap dance, they taught the whole camp how to do the church clap, and they're up on stage, and they're just having fun praising and worshiping the Lord, and I hope that when we get to heaven, that's how our day starts every day. After that, we get a chance to go and um, talk to God, and I will tell y'all that when I went to camp, um, when I was these kids' age, that was the first time that I actually had conversations with the Lord, and although I was forced into that quiet time, um, the conversations became real, and it's the first time I began to hear from the Lord. And I hope that these kids experience that same thing during their quiet times, during the, each day that they begin to talk and actually have a conversation with the Lord where they hear back. Um, the next thing we do, um, we go to um, a new camp view, and it's educational. And our um, pastors, our youth pastors speak, and they teach us different things. And um, and we're just surrounded and just um, taught wisdom, godly wisdom, and just so much um, new stuff. Even me as a Christian, I've been a Christian since I was 10, and I learn stuff every year and am so encouraged by what I learn. Um, and then we go, we go and have lunch, and after lunch we, do, we have rec time. And rec time is fun, but it's not just fun. So in this rec time, you're thrown into a group of about 20 people, and you may know one or two of them from your youth group. And it's a time where um, you have people who are not like you at all. Whether you're quiet, they're bold. You might be strong and they're weak. You might be an extrovert and they're an introvert. And so during this time, this is where we learn some of what we, um, this year's um, concept was kingdom culture. And kingdom culture is being poor in spirit and being dependent on others. And so during this time, we play games where you're dependent on somebody else. And you truly have to depend on your team to reach the goal. It's also a lot of fun because we do play games, and um, it teaches people different things. A lot of people who have been winners all their lives are, guess what, you're on a losing team. And you may have never wanted anything in life, and your team wins the volleyball championship like we did. Um, but it teaches you a lot during that time how to interact with others. You, you know, if you're um, an introvert, others, you know, will bring out that personality in you that you may not have been able to share. Or if you're an extrovert, maybe you reach out to those that are introverts. And so it teaches us how to live like Christ. Um, so then we go into the evening service, and um, that's a heart check every night. And so... Some of what we learned this year in the Sermon on the Mount was, where are your treasures? Um, and so that is a heart check every night because you, you learn, where are your treasures? Where is my heart? And through the sermon and through the worship music at night, 
I see people, I see students who I would have questioned their relationship with the Lord, and there's no question anymore about it. Students that you never in a million years would have seen raising their hands, have their eyes closed, and are in full worship. And it moved me. Sorry, I didn't think I would cry. Um, So then we go into our evening share time. And this is a time where the walls are broken. Um, They're just let down. And it's, um, it's a time where kids are able to be real in front of their peers. And you just can't do that in everyday life here. And so um, being able to do that is such a growing experience. And not only for the peers, I'm able, I'm able to tear down those walls as well. And the students build me up. And I, um, I did that this year. So I shared something that was a struggle for me. And my precious par- prayer partner sent me the most amazing, uplifting note that really made my week. And I'll give credit to Ryan Cobb for that. His parents have done an amazing job in raising him up, and he has truly studied the Word and um, is a great encourager, and I hope he um, continues to do that. But um, So this week's um, overall lesson was kingdom culture, and so it was, a you know, we are children of the king, and so we are... We are the kingdom culture here on earth, and so we're to show others what it like, what it's like to be a child of the king. And so, and that's it's through doing all of these different things. It's by being poor in spirit and dependent on God. It's by knowing where your treasures are. Um, it's by being the salt and the light. That was one of the lessons, and um, and that means you know, one of my other favorite things is our um, our small group time that we have. It's a a breakout of our large rec group, and it's usually done by grades. Um, and it's in that time that I see kids be light, be encouragement to others. And I was fortunate this year that two of the children in my group um, came to know Jesus as their personal Savior. And so to, to be able to witness that and grow with those kids and encourage them and um, and see God work in their lives is amazing. And I, I love to see how the kids are they're pretty closed up when they start the week, um, but by the end of the week, they're sharing with one another, and they're opening up, and they're just being real with their peers, and that's just not something you see here at home, so I love that for that reason. Um, and so um, I would just say that um, this week, the kingdom culture and the things that we learned about kingdom culture and, and how we should be God's kingdom culture here on earth, um, it was not just a concept for this week, um, I'm going to use a Walt Merrill term because I sit under him in small group and, and, and uh, Sunday school, but I would submit to you that this is something we learn every week when we go to new camp, is how to be God's kingdom here on earth. So it's a great week, right? Oh, 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 oh. I also want to, I knew I would forget something. So, um, and I figured somebody else would mention it, but they didn't. Another one of my favorite parts of this week was um, this year we took our Thursday each um, year or every week you get one day that your church chooses to go and do something independently from camp. And so this year we've really been focused on doing more mission-oriented things. And so this year we went to um, the soup kitchen in Chattanooga, and we served there for half a day. And this, um, this ministry serves four to 500 meals a day to the homeless. 
Um, there's a huge need there. And if you saw the paper this week, you saw um, some of the pictures that um, of the kids doing work this week. And I think they didn't tell you this, but I will tell you that they all had a great time. Um, I would say it was fun. I had a fun time, but the people that were in the freezer um, for two hours or cleaning out trash cans or um, reorgani- reorganizing an eight-by-eight eight closet might not have called that fun. But um, it was a fun day, and I think everybody really enjoyed giving back to the community. And we just heard nothing but positive things about the day when we got back, how much fun it was, and, and what a great time, and, and how good it felt to serve. So um, that was a blessing. I hope that we go and we do that mission trip um, and mission experience again, because I really think that it was impactful for the kids. So that was a great part, too. I'm Greg Henderson. Uh, got to go to New Camp several times. Some things change, some things stay the same. Uh, I was thinking about when I was stepping up here the first time I ever. I only got to go to a, a camp one time growing up. Grew up in a little small church. It was a Baptist, and it was like we can miss it. And I were the youth of this whole church. So First Baptist thought would let me come and do stuff with them, and uh, which is what Bethany has always done for a lot of the smaller churches. You know, in our community, they don't have a lot of youth. We welcome them in with open arms. But I remember our pastor asked me to come up and talk about it. Well, being a 16, 17-year-old back then, it was cool not to wear socks, but at Cedar Grove, you always wore socks. And so I remember, how can I step up on that stage and like Mother and Day not see my sock? I didn't have socks on, so I didn't get in trouble. So don't tell Mother and Day I don't have socks on again today, please. Some things don't change. And, and I will say that about New Camp. Um, just as a foundation for this, Dana touched on this, it is a discipleship camp. Most of y'all know that. If you don't know that, then um, 42 hours of that week, your kids and were spent studying or worshiping. 42 hours. Brother Ronald, wouldn't you love to have 400 kids for 42 hours in one week? So that's the foundation for it. Uh, it has been that way for, I guess, 39 or 40 years. Ever how long when Wayne Barber started the church? Um, and it does not intend to change. It will not change. I mean, we had a leaders meeting. Nathan was a part of it to discuss some stuff. And one of the guys that leads it says, this is what it is. We've tried lots of other stuff. And we've changed a little bit on format. But it is a foundational church. And Brother Wayne started this way. His son Stephen's preaching now uh, from Scottsboro. And they always taught the Bible is right here. And it's God's standard. And you lay it out to a seventh grader or a 12th grader, and they will come to that standard. And so that's the way it's taught all week long. Now, the other thing about it, I'll say, is that we took, just to give you some numbers, we took 44 kids from this church up there. Uh, I want to thank Dax and Ethan for, and Nathan for going. You know, Dax took a week off from work, um, and I, I was appreciative of him to come do that. He was my roommate, and I really enjoyed that, being around him. Uh, I, did, I was not on the bus when they turned in at the uh, the soup kitchen. But Dax, and if you haven't been to downtown Chattanooga, it's not a little town anymore, okay? It's, it's a nice-sized town. And they have a real homeless issue there. 
So when Dak said, when they turned that corner, everybody's eyes in that bus got big and they got quiet because you can just imagine what all was being said and seen. Now, they were protected, and when I say that, we, the people that set it up had it organized in groups of eight and ten, and they had an adult from our group, and they had somebody from their group with our kids and the people out there. Uh, I had some pictures. I wish we could have put something together. I had some pictures. Uh, I had, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Bay or I think it was Bay that was playing dominoes or cards with somebody because part of what we had to do was interact, just spend some time with someone that's homeless. You know, and just having that time uh, um, was very important for the kids to see that, and very important for us. So I, I want to thank the church for that. Grant did a great job, you know, telling you and thank you. The church paid for us to get up there. The camp cost $340 per kid. It cost the $308 for go straight to the college, the Bryan College in Dayton, Tennessee. So they run that whole camp on, you know, $32 per kid is what they do. So your money, and that's for, uh, gosh, I think I, I counted up. It was uh, six nights and 17 meals or something like that. It covers all that. But um, kind of in, in closing, a couple things I want to remind you. Kenny and Vicki Grissick, I don't know if I haven't seen them this morning, but I think it was 1989, as best we can tell, when Bethany first went there. We didn't have a youth pastor then, Jake. And so just a bunch of parents did like Dave and some other people have been doing this year, just trying to do the best we can. And uh, Mr. George, Miss Brenda did it one time, and Kenny and Vicky did it one time. And you just sort of pitch in until somebody shows up to take over. And I think you've got a great foundation to go with. Look forward to it. But um, it's, it's, I can des- describe it kind of like a snow globe almost. And I also thought it was kind of like Noah talking about the Kennys and the Kellys having their whole family together. It's a controlled environment for a week. There's no phones. There's no social media. There's no TV. I know that sounds like prison to some people, but the kids fuss for about 15, 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden they start talking, playing guitars, cutting up, playing cards, doing things that you did before we had these stupid media uh, things we have right now. Uh, So you can survive without them. But it's a foundational thing for them to have that, to be uninfluenced by the world and be totally influenced by the Bible. Uh, It's not all perfect, but it is an environment where everybody is built up. And uh, I wish Liam was here because the first time Liam came, he spoke very little English at all. And by the end of camp, everyone knew Liam. Liam knew a lot of those people, and they were all inclusive of him, bringing him in. And that's probably the best description of that. It is an inclusionary. Dana talked about uh, being in a huddle group where only you'll know two or three people. And I don't care if you're uh, uh, you cannot be a wallflower. You have to move out of your circle. You have to interact with someone else. Uh, and it's not a, a bad environment. So you're pushed outside of your comfort zone. But think about what the comfort zone is. It is one that is protected, and it's about the Bible, and it's about Jesus and it's about good things, okay? It is, there is negative there. I'm sure there is. I know there is. But it's still a snow globe of a wonderful time where you're just being dropped on like the snow inside the globe when you shake it up. And you little kids probably don't know what a snow globe is. <laughs> Old folks like me do, okay? And so imagine that, just stuff being dripped on you that's good all that week long. It's just a wonderful time. Thank you all for that. Um, 
last thing I'll say is that, you know, Dana talked about the structure, the way it was set up. It was set up for the Great Commission and to build discipleship. And that's the foundation it has been, always will be, I, I think as long as they have it. Uh, Matthew 28, 19, 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. You can't make a disciple if they don't know what being a disciple is. And so that's what we do from the day they walk in the door to the night, the morning they leave. We teach them about being a disciple and what that means. Whether it means reading your Bible every day, it means um, you know praying, it means being respectful for others, it means reaching out to somebody in your group that is not good at something and you help them. So make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that commission is what New Camp's about. Thank you for loaning us your kids for a week. Uh, it's the highlight of my summer, highlight of my year, just about. So um, it's it's a lot. Of, it's uh, very good for me. It's uh, it's three meals in a controlled environment with air conditioning and um, it's a lot of fun. Thank y'all for loaning us your kids for that time and thank you church for stepping up for these youth because we didn't always have the money for this. We did all kinds of fundraisers just to be able to take a van up there or a bus and um, Ted's here. There's still a, a wall up there that has three stone in it that are still broken off because Ted didn't make the curve real good one time with our bus <laughs> and we holy, we fixed them holy. So they're still there, but I don't know if anybody else knows it, but thank y'all. Well, good morning. My name's Jake, and I did not go to new camp, but I do know a lot about camps, and I know a lot about students, and I know a lot about summers. And I'm tasked with the closing comments this morning, and I was told that is not preaching, so I'll make it very short and get to the point. But summers in regards to student ministry are very, very special. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw a big word out there to you. It's called sanctification. If you're a good Southern Baptist, you know that word. And what it means is to grow in holiness. And so a lot of times our walk in sanctification in our lives looks like this. We'll take a a step forward, a little baby step. Maybe we'll step, step, step back, and then we'll do two or three forward, you know. And it, the promises of Scripture remind us that he who began a good work in you will finish it. And the point of sanctification is that we will be conformed to the image of Christ, but it's a slow grind through our lives. And what I've found with students in summers is sometimes God works in miraculous ways to take seasons of our lives and make our sanctification jump, large gaps. And I've seen students leave in the summers and devote a summer to student ministry, to reading the word, to go into an amazing camp like New Camp, and coming back at the beginning of the school year completely changed. Different individuals, they have progressed in sanctification. They love God in such a new way, and it's incredible. And so I just want to tell you all as a church, thank you for supporting these students. Uh, Thank you for valuing experiences such as this that can lead to those moments in their lives where they can look back on and see how they're their walk with the Lord grew in such an incredible way, and I pray that you continue to support them. I don't want to compare, but I would say that other churches would struggle to be envious of what we have this morning, of these students leading worship and these students being able to share these testimonies. That's incredible. Uh, I believe the Lord is moving in Covington County in mighty, mighty ways. 
And I believe he is moving in the students of Covington County in mighty, mighty ways. And I wouldn't be here this morning if I didn't believe that. I've known these students for a week or two and got to meet most of them once or twice. And let me tell you, that's all it takes to realize that these students are special, that they love the Lord. And so when we look back at the corridors of history, I know in the 1500s there was a young man by the name of Martin Luther who transformed the world in the way that he brought reform upon a church who had abandoned the Bible by reading his Bible and had abandoned prayer by praying. And then the first great awakening, there was a young man by the name of Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield. Maybe that recalls, this guy will resonate with you. In the mid-1900s, there was a young man. You guys know him because he had a lot of gray on his hair at the end. But he started as a young man. His name was Billy Graham. And he turned the world upside down for Jesus because he began to read his Bible and to pray and to preach the truth. And I believe that our church is in need of another reform. And what reform means is simply that we return to loving the Word of God in a mighty way and being passionate about evangelism and sharing the gospel with our neighbors and to all the ends of the earth. And when we look back on church history, all of these Reformation movements were began and stirred by young people. By young people. And the Lord is moving in our students. And I pray that we as a church, if you are 80, 60, 40, 20, doesn't matter your age, that you will lock arms with me as a student pastor and lock arms with these parents and lock arms with Pastor Nathan in prayer and in work, and you will pour into these students throughout these, this school year. Because what's going to happen is they're going to get back to school and there's going to be a tendency to do this in their spiritual walk. And it does not have to be like that. Now, there is potential for this to continue on, but these students will not reach that full potential without the support of the entire church spanning multiple generations. That's why the church is set up the way that it is. We are the body of Christ, and the the kingdom of God needs every single part. And so my challenge for you as we move into this school year is, number one, to pray for uh, this new student pastor that these students have because I'm going to need your prayer. I'm going to need your wisdom as much more uh, than I have. And then pray for these students. Remember what they face. Remember what has happened this summer. And pray that they will approach the Word of God with such a passion and love and approach evangelism and see their students at school and share the message of the gospel with them. Because they need your prayer. But not only do they need your prayer. Listen to this. This is challenging. They need your relationships. They need your wisdom. They need you to pour into them. Many of these students are longing for an older man or an older woman who is not their parents to grab them by the hand and walk with them in the faith, to teach them and instruct them and model for them. I have, because I'm a young man, a level of relativity with these students that some of you do not have. However, you as older individuals have a level of wisdom that I do not have, that you need to give these students, and I tell you it will go so so far. Will you pray with me as I close and then we'll sing one more song and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Father, thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you that you love uh, each and every one of us dearly. Thank you that um, even as mighty and as big as you are, God, who is man that you are mindful of him, that you see these students, these 7th through 12th graders, God, that you look upon them and their situations and their homes here in South Alabama, God, in the small corridor of the earth, but you value them. They are precious in your sight, God. And God, we pray that as a church that we would rally around young people. God, that we would support 
young people, God, and that we would instruct them in ways that would cause them to stay the course for their life as they go into college and into young adulthood. And, and one day they will be the pillars uh, of our church. But, God, they are already the heartbeat of our church. Lord God, and we thank you for that. God, and, uh, and I ask that your blessing would just be upon these students as they go into the school year. God, as they face various trials and temptations, let them know that what they've experienced at New Camp, God, this does not have to stay at New Camp, but God, you are the God of all time and all spaces and all generations. You span, you span it all, and you are with us now in our midst, and you will walk with them. You are faithful to never leave them nor forsake them day in and day out, no matter what may come their way this year. God, you be with them, and you... Illuminate our eyes as a church in whatever way we can have our hands out and say, use me, God, to help these students. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
you've been blessed today by the testimonies you've heard. And if nothing else, I hope you realize that the investment that you make in these students is a good investment. And so on behalf of the students and the student council, I want to thank every one of you that had any part in sending us to camp. Many of you donated financially. You gave scholarships. You helped us with our fundraisers. In April, I don't know the total number, but it was thousands of dollars. So thank you so much. This is a worthy investment. And we've had the privilege of working with these students the last year. You want some more of this? It's here. Let's close by singing the doxology together. Good afternoon.